0: I love seeing how it can make people feel, you know, and how it makes me feel. It's being up there on my bike and we're all in that together. And it's just, I don't know, when you're in there, just you just can't be that high, I don't think. So that is that is one of my like number ones and I cannot wait for the day when we open on the 17th of May and I get to teach my first class again.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to get those happy hormones firing. My next guest is Heloise Nagel, COO at one of London's best boutique studios, Core Collective. We talk about her journey to creating the brand and her past life as a professional horse rider, how lockdown has affected her mental health, how swimming is her form of breath work and how she can't wait to get back to experiencing the ultimate endorphin rush in the cycle studio. As ever, we are so thankful to our listeners for tuning in each week. We would love it if you could rate, review and subscribe and please forward our newsletter to anyone who you think needs a hit of happiness in their inbox. Just go to whateveryourdose.com forward slash newsletter. I hope you enjoy well heloise thank you so much for joining us on the day's podcast it's a real pleasure to have you on
0: well thank you so so much for inviting me it's such an honor it's a pleasure
1: cool so if uh, if i'm correct in my knowledge um so before core collective which we'll get to it's one of london's coolest boutique studios um with like t-rex strength work swipes bidding but yeah you were a professional horse rider is that right
0: um, yes, back in the day. So yeah. it's something that I've been doing since I was like little. Yeah. And it was always something I wanted, like an avenue I wanted to pursue. But um, doing it through my school years, I was also doing um, like sort of pentathlete, so that's yeah. sort of like riding, running, shooting, swimming and fencing. Um, and I wasn't going to go to university, but my parents sort of sat me down were like, look, if you go and get a degree. You might need it one day. I don't know. I mean, I think as we go on, degrees become less and less of note, but I suppose it's what's sort of ingrained in them a little bit. And I mean, I wouldn't, I don't regret that for a moment. It was sort of like some of the best years of my life up in Newcastle, but they were like, look, we'll support you um, on the other side if you want to go and sort of go down the horse riding route, but we do advise you to go and get your degree first, which I actually rate them for that. And I do think it was really worth my while. But after, um, after that side of things, I then went off and I moved down to Wiltshire with my horses and rode for um two of the sort of Australian team riders, the Clayton um, and Lucinda Fredericks, and as sort of their working pupils. So I got like a position with them and then from that really travel around the world with them, competing, learning everything there was to sort of that side of side of life, as it were. Um competing, training. Um, living, believe, breathing, sleeping horses basically every single day of the week for several years. So it was quite a quite an experience, I suppose.
1: Yeah, a lot of travelling. And so how did you come into contact with Jason, your business partner, and how did Core Collective kind of come about?
0: Well, I think with, from the horse riding side of things, like there did come a point where I had to really, I like to sort of self-analyse quite a bit and, and really think like, and also a part of me, I'm like super, super competitive. And so I have to be like, am I going to be the best in the world at this? Like realistically, Eloise, like really think about this. Is this something you want to do long term? And it's all consuming. Let's just know that's all you do. I didn't see anyone else. I didn't see any of my external friends. And um, all the things that I like, you have to sort of forego. I mean, with anyone being an athlete, you have to forego a lot. And I think it's really worthwhile if it's something that you really are so passionate about. And I just got to the point where I was like, there was this other parts of my life that I wanted to explore. And so I started sort of coming up to London a bit and seeing it was just something that I wanted to do. And actually, in that time, I then met Jason, but it wasn't from horse riding. I didn't go straight into doing Core Collective. Mm -hmm. There was a gap of like two more years where I then became a wealth manager and worked for a private um, wealth company, just doing sort of investment side of things. And it just it wasn't my passion, it was more of a means to an end, sort of a slight rebellion against the horse riding side of things. I wanted to do something totally different, but I did really struggle as well because for someone who'd spent so much time outside being out there riding each day up at the crack of dawn, loving the countryside to then suddenly be behind a desk nine to five, sort of trussed up in like a pencil skirt, not really not really kind of my vibe so Jason just ran me through friends of friends became like a really good mate and just someone that I had a really really great friendship with and we would turn to each other for advice and so once a week we'd meet in like Barclay Square for lunch and I know that he wasn't so well he was exploring other avenues from he was like a commodities broker I wanted to look at um, other avenues and he came up with several different ideas and it wasn't until one day I got a call from him saying I've got a sort of proposition for you do you want to come have lunch with me so I went and had lunch with him and he was like, how do you fancy leaving your private wealth job and coming and setting up a gym with me? So, and sort of the rest is history, really. Found the site, created the brand. And here I am, what, five years later. But what sets Core Collective apart uh, is the design, isn't
1: it? Because, you get I mean, gyms these days, like, you have to have an amazing, immersive experience, don't you? It's not enough to go in there and just work out. You have to be stimulated on so many levels through the music, through through the kind of surroundings, through the teaching. And Core Collective really is ahead of the pack in terms of just the, the interior design. It, it's beautiful. So like how, whose experience was that? Was that Jason or you together? Like did you, because there's a lot of thought that's been put into the way the space is designed, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, you needed something that like sets you, up, like you, say sets you apart. But also mm. I think we found there was a real like gap in the market in terms of, Obviously, America was really at the forefront of the sort of boutique industry, mm. but we wanted to create a place where people came for effective workouts. You know, that is the fundamental like basis of any of these studios. And a lot of the place we've been to has just been like, it just... You walk away and you're like, did I get a great workout? Was that worth my time? Was that worth mm. the money? And then on top of that, you want to make the experience memorable. You want to come back to these spaces. You want to build a community. And the only way you do that is providing someone that's really, really great to work out. And then you and you become a bit more of like, we want to become a bit more of a lifestyle brand as well. Mm. So people come there, they forge relationships, they get fitter, they hit their goals and that sort of things. And as our sort of like tagline goes, fitness changes everything, we really believe that as like the core sort of ethos behind our brand and mm. everything then sort of grew out of that jason's got an amazing eye in terms of like design mm. and wanted this sort of place where you just you want to hang out you want to spend time and if you have somebody you want to spend time people are more likely to sort of return to and then from that grew our like sort of relationship with maddox gallery and they provide all our art for the studios and so as i say we want to sort of move down the road of alongside the fitness side of things being a bit more of a lifestyle brand as well.
1: Mm, and that's really the trend now, isn't it? It's not just enough to go for a workout. It's like you go for brunch afterwards and you kind of create a real experience around it. Hence why you've got like the cafe in there where people can lounge about. And you, I often see kind of dogs moseying around and you've got like retail pop-ups. And, yeah, I love a
0: dog. Yeah. <laughs> <It> <laughs> you come up and in in like after class and there's like six tethered to a kettlebell and you're like, I'm, I'm amazed there hasn't been a dog fight yet. It's yeah. incredible. But, yeah, I think also as as people are moving more to, like, say, maybe cleaner living, mm. people are less and less inclined. Well, well, there are more people less inclined to want to go out and always be boozing. They want to find things to do where they don't have to spend a huge, vast amount of money on another, like, bulk of soda, you know. They want to spend time with their friends and they want to feel good doing it. And providing these spaces for that to happen, I think, is, like, is a really important part of our society these days. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we see more and more people doing, coming to like say, hang out with us. We've seen first dates going on. We see people like say, forging relationships within class and then doing these classes together because said you come out feeling great, without the hangover, and for less cost.
1: Yeah. And your launch coincided with the kind of Instagram boom, didn't it? I think it was like, was it 2014, 15 that you guys opened? And um, I mean, there's huge positives of the platform, obviously. But as a trainer, as someone actually teaching the classes, do you find it quite irritating when people are constantly on their phones, like recording every moment of every
0: part of their experience? I'm really strict about that. We don't allow it, really. Just because, I mean... I live on my phone. Let's be honest; like it's part of my like running the sites and stuff. I have to be on call all the time for my like trainers or just whatever it is. There's always something that's going wrong, whether it's like a burst water pipe or a cracked roof or something. But you're coming in. To feel good, you're coming in for time for you. And that does not equate to time on your phone. We all spend so many hours each day on it. And if I can teach you 45 minutes spin class and not pick up my phone, then you can immerse yourself 45 minutes and get the most out of it for you. And it's about like, we want it to be immersive, we want it to sometimes be an escape. We want you to come out being like, oh wow, I've had this time just for myself. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's sometimes hard to regulate. And I've actually had a girl walk out of my class because I've got off the bike and walked over and just be like can I have my phone can I have your phone please just because everyone else it's ruining the experience for everyone else around her as well And you can't be you don't want to be selfish about it and I did feel bad and I spoke to her afterwards and she actually did really understand but like I said you need to respect those around you and others and what they're going through and what they want to get out of the experience so we just try and be be quite strict about it and of course if you're I don't know on a deadline or something or you're you know, you've got a new a baby, you know, everyone's got different issues going on. I, you know, I can't just pick, mm. pick and choose one or two, but um, it's fine to sort of have your phone and there's a real emergency, of course, but try and leave that at the door, leave it in your locker, you'll get a better workout because of it.
1: Exactly. You get a better high because of it as well. You actually connect. Yeah, exactly. With the experience more. And
0: you're connecting with what you're doing. You're not mm. worrying about what's going on with your phone, who's messaged you, like what's, you know, is work sending you another email. You know, it's, mm. we're in contact with it all the time. We're never really switched off and it's important to try and take that step back away from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're described by people that know you as an exceptional manager. Um, so what drives... Really? It the, yeah, yeah, I've heard that from quite a few people. Um, Whoa. And as you say, you're a, like a perfectionist, very good attention to, to detail. So what um, drives and motivates you each day? Because you have obviously talked about being a professional rider. So you've got that kind of athlete mentality that's probably, I don't know, drives you to get up very early in the morning and uh, be very task-driven. Um, so yeah, just walk us through kind of like a kind of... I guess a morning
0: or a a typical day and like what, what keeps you going? Well, the riding thing really instilled like a huge work ethic in me. Like I was up every day at five and I was working until like 10, 11 at night. Sometimes I was up at two in the morning, just getting the horses ready for, for a competition or traveling or whatever it was. And as I always say, like do the best I can until I know better. And when I know better, do better. And it's like that I live by, um, I really am driven and for what of a better word I like to win so <laughs> it's it can be like a positive and a negative I think and I just try and I try and take the positives from that sort of from that drive and just having that sort of competitive attitude towards most things I mean it can really ruin like a, a board game at home <laughs> but um yeah I think and it's been like a real learning curve like initially it's well it's also actually really forced me to be more bit more vulnerable it's really nice to hear that's what people have said about me because initially I think I was a little bit misunderstood and it was me learning how to sort of step away from that and portray who I wanted to portray if you know if I'm kind of if you kind of get me because I was initially quite like a closed off person and it was like very very internal like focus and that when you're running a company and when you've got a lot of people like working for you that's not going to get great results, people aren't going to be able to engage with you, and they're going to find you very difficult to like approach so there were a couple of issues where I had to really sort of sit back, think about how I was presenting myself and then and then come back and and try and be more open, a bit more vulnerable so that they could see that you were uh, that I am sort of a person too, and I do have a huge amount of feeling, but I'm just sometimes quite good at like not expressing that and not showing it mm. and so and I you know and I very rarely will show when I'm sort of like upset or anything and so but actually sometimes people relate to that better than if you're just quite a hard exterior all the time so that's been like a real real learning curve but I'm so lucky with the people that I work with they are why I get up each day and why I do what I do and why I do the job I love like even on the bad days I can never take for granted what that I'm so lucky that I have the privilege to run a business or run a company that I'm so invested in and and I think, what's that saying? If you, if you do the job you love, you never work a day in your life. And it really, it does ring true for me. And it sounds a bit of a cliche to say it, but, you know, there's so many things I want to achieve with Core Collective. And that's what just, that's what drives me forward continually. And like I say, I work with the most incredible team. Everyone's so talented, everyone in their different area. And it's not even just down from being an instructor, but as people themselves whether it's our front of house and what they've got going on the sidelines whether it's my like head office whether like I said the trainers everyone's got because they're part of Core Collective they've got another like facet to them as well and I think that makes us who we are and really quite a special like team of people it's like a huge community and I felt very very lucky to get to engage with them every day
1: oh that's so nice so on the topic of relationships which brings us to kind of our oxytocin our love hormone which kind of forges our relationships and bonds um so how have your relationships changed over lockdown both at work and at home how, how has it been for the core collective team because you're all doing your classes but remotely now aren't you
0: um yeah so lockdown oh, lockdown <laughs> I know it's that
1: kind of thing that we like have to talk about I guess even though we'll be able <laughs> no, to it no not at
0: all it's um I think it's I mean I think everyone's experienced every single emotion under the sun over this last year I have to say I did not take well to it I actually shocked myself at how badly I took to it um I've been very lucky that I don't really I've never really experienced things like um, anxiety or depression, and I still don't think I can classify myself as saying I've had like depression. But I would say I was the closest to 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 those um, to that, I suppose. Um, and I now definitely have like days of real anxiety that I have to like deal with, and I'm sort of learning how to process that because it was just such a shock to my to my balance, as it were. Like I said, I have a plan. I like to work towards that plan. I like to know what I'm doing each day. I like to keep that structure. I'm super focused and I like to be busy 24-7. So me sitting at home thinking about how the company might not survive or whatever it is, just I sort of had like a bit like two months where I think I basically just cried every single day until that was where I had to just go to my family and say, actually... This isn't, I didn't quite know what's going on here. And actually from that, it really has helped me be closer to my family. So from that side of things, it's been really great because I had to sort of go through it in my head and be like, Eloise, it's okay to go and tell them this, that you're just not, you're not processing it very well. Um, And so that's been great. And actually from there, we sort of really rebuilt our relationships a bit because I suppose the last couple of years, I haven't been around that much because the focus has been more core collective and I, I don't. Sounds very bad. I don't massively apologise for that because I think sometimes you have to really put your focus in something if you want it to if you want it to um, succeed. But it has been great, really rebuilding that, and I really think that's really strong on the work side of things. We have to you have to work harder at these relationships. You're not; it's harder over Zoom or over the phone when people have distance. You make more distance, I find, unless you really really try and engage and you and you keep that engagement regular Mm. so with core we we set up like weekly sort of community events so whether it was the dreaded quiz or (laughs) um it could be anything to like a dance class too we've even like tried i don't know break dancing and um and cocktail making we did a dj night but and it was really nice to see who showed up and actually for me that really resonated with who was engaged with the brand and who wanted to be part of our journey and who I really wanted to work with on the other side Mm -hmm. some people it also exacerbated the the fall of a relationship you know it in terms of work some people didn't want to come back I totally respect that people are doing different things it's everyone's lives have changed so much Mm -hmm. um others you just realize that maybe that's not who was right for the brand like it just Mm. so it's been it's been a really interesting experience in terms of of relationships and Mm. building them and actually i think i said also it's quite important to let people go when it's time to let them go don't don't hold on to those relationships when they're going bad it's not going to do anyone any good mentally and i'm quite i've become good at being coming to coming to terms with letting People move on and letting, and initially I used to get upset about it, but actually you can't because everyone's doing, everyone's on their different journey, everyone's on their different path, and that just isn't a path that you're meant to be on together at that point in time.
1: Yeah and you you mentioned that you you struggled at first by having you know all this time on your hands at home and you know that that kind of period of of struggle that you went through but did you also find it quite beneficial to have a bit more time to yourself to kind of be a little bit more yin because you're quite like a yang sounding person which is awesome like I have a name for people like you call like a dopamine machine where you're like just firecrackers just like Shara is also one I call her my dopamine machine just like (laughs) like very driven very focused on the goal and like getting shit done Um, but yeah like what's your version of like the yin to counteract that yang energy
0: um to answer you really truthfully not really yeah I would you know it's it's just everyone those memes that go around or not the memes or those like quotes etc and again don't take this like negatively but you know I love reading I love like Watching the world go by, et cetera, but it's just not really for me on a daily basis. So it's a real luxury if I have like two hours on a Sunday and I just want to sit down, and I want to read or I want to watch a TV program, but I don't really like watching a huge amount of TV. I like, I don't know, life for me is just, it's such an amazing thing. And I just want to be out there doing stuff and experiencing it all the time. And, and so being at home, I'm like, so I was, I felt like a little bit like a caged tiger. And I would be like prowling the fence. I mean, I'm so privileged that I was then able to spend my lockdown on the farm. My brother was like, okay, we're going to have to do a weekly event. So I would spend the week like organising whether we would do like a picnic in the woods that weekend. Or I just, I love being in control of the situation. I think that I felt a little bit out of control. So it was then about how I could regain control and how I would just then create a structure during my day. So every day I would get up still at 7am and I would do a yoga class. Needless to say... Don't massively love yoga. (laughs) Yeah. Really tried that. Um, But I did fall in love with Pilates through it, which has been great. And I'm now doing my Pilates qualification. Oh, awesome. Um, But I do thrive on, on like, say, the organization's side of things, on, like, party planning and and doing stuff. And so that's what – having all that taken away from me, all my, like, real loves and what I classify as downtime for me was then, like, having to really – it was hard just re-evaluating that and – I'm becoming a bit more at peace about being myself. And that also took a bit of time because I also realized that I didn't really like my own company that much. Because <laughs> you're so used to being surrounded by, you know, people all the time. And and so I've actually, like, taken steps to making sure I spend more time by myself so that it's okay just to, like, be at home with my own thoughts, as it were, because I'm always just – there's always so much just going on. And so – um. In answer to your question, I would like to be that person that's happy just to sit and do nothing, but I don't think I am that person. I also think that's okay to be that and and like to continually to move. And I think that's just that's just really who I am. So. Yeah,
1: but I mean, just I guess what I'm meaning is like a bit of calm to balance out all the the kind of more like stressful, not stressful, but like exciting, stimulating activities. But you did get a dog in lockdown. So we've shed it out at the very beginning. Dog. So, like some cuddle time with the dog—is that a nice way to just zone out a little bit? Like, or do you? Was so, that not the reason I, you got him.
0: My actually, my favourite. No, I actually do have things. Something that really works for me. So, obviously, my dog. She's been an absolute. She's an absolute angel, and it's just the best having her. So, I suppose I'm never actually alone. <laughs> but. Um, what, I've actually, what I actually do do is I listen and I read to a lot of audiobooks and I read a lot. Mm. So that is something that I do every day, whether it's for 20 minutes, half an hour. I do something called like time blocking. Mm. So as I said, I like structure and like organization. And also in order f- for me to be productive and not sort of while away hours on my phone, which is so easy to do on Instagram or whatever it is, I sort of put hours of time or half an hour of time or 10 minutes of time whatever in my diary each day depending on what I want to achieve during that time so I might wake up and be like okay half an hour of reading time there's no phone it's something that I want to read it's my escape or when I or I do it when I come home from work phone away Hmm. sit down and just listen to my for want of a better word my story tape like I listen to a lot of um, fiction just because you just immerse yourself in it and when I'm using reading or when I'm listening to like an audiobook, I can't be on my phone because you can't engage with what's saying and then suddenly you've missed like 20 minutes of of that sort of audio. So that's something that I really, really enjoy. And I'll go for a walk with um with my puppy and just have an audiobook on, more so an audiobook than like a podcast, because again, I suppose I feel like switched on a lot of times mm. that I want something that doesn't really require me to engage a huge amount. And that just works wonders for me. And mm-hmm. the same with um, I think as you've heard me mention before, but with swimming, mm-hmm. again, you can't you can't have like a phone in the pool and you're just all you do is for that time, you're just focusing in on your breathing and that's regulated and you're just there with you and your thoughts. And actually for some weird reason that like, I think some people find running, like, really meditative. I mm. find that with swimming, and I actually don't even really think about anything. And I'm just in there, and it's just me in the water. And that, again, is another really, really great way, great way of, like, switching off. Mm. And now that the pools are open, I'm so excited. I've got a session yeah. this week.
1: Yeah, where do you go swimming in London?
0: Um, so my favourite one is Hampton Pool. So mm. I drive there. It takes, takes a bit of time to drive there, but it's so worth it. Open-air pool, heated all the year round. Hmm. Or I like to go to um, Shepparton Lakes and swim in the open water there.
1: Nice. We've actually got a piece going out in the newsletter on Sunday uh, with this exact piece about where to go and find the best outdoor Lido's and pools in London. Because it's like what everyone wants right now.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's the best. Brockwell Park's also really good, Brockwell Lido, but um, it can get so busy. Yeah, so. I guess
1: that is the danger. All these things. Um, so thinking about serotonin, like our mood-regulating, happy hormone, um, which is often linked with people who um, experience depression because they don't produce enough of it. You touched on it a little bit there. Um, but do do you have any problems like with sleep as well? And like, do you do you have any ways of dealing with your anxiety when you're feeling those lows? Like you mentioned you went to your family and that really helped kind of like talk, talk it through, but like, have you kind of sought help anywhere else and, or are there any kind of things that you do to calm yourself down when you're experiencing those,
0: those moments? Um, from the sleep side of things, my sleep's always been really good just mm. because, uh, with the riding side of things, again, I think that's what's really helped instill these sort of routines in me. I don't sleep a huge amount of hours each day, which, I do. I, it is something I really want to work on. But when I work really late and I'm up really early, it's quite hard. And I like I say, I factor in some time for myself every day, whether it's before I go to bed if I'm coming back late, and sometimes that pushes back my. You could just get into bed, but I need to have that time to unwind and whatever I'm doing. Like I said, it's generally listening to something on my, on my phone, like an audio book. But when I'm into bed, I'm just like out like that. Mm. So that's really nice but it is only for like five or six hours a night max Mm -hmm. um so that's that's good in terms of my sleep actually i do use every night um which also has really helped just sort of keep me asleep is um like pure sport cbd oil so Mm -hmm. um i found that really really great in terms of just keeping that sort of deeper sleep and then from an anxiety of things i try and be rational about it i know that can sometimes be hard. But when I feel, and I think everyone's anxiety manifests itself in like a different way and everyone goes through different things in a different way. Mm. And so there's never ever like one size fits all in terms of like dealing with any of this. But it's about like trying to talk myself through it. Might it sounds silly, but I'm sort of going whatever I'm feeling or how, what I'm thinking or why I'm feeling that. It's like, is this the rational way of thinking of this, Eloise? Were you just... Or is something overriding that like rational thought? And so I try and take some time out. I go for like a walk and and focus in on just like my breathing, regulating that. And just thinking about what has happened that might have made me feel like this way. And what can I do about that to sort of take back a bit of control? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a little bit more time to work through it. Sometimes I can get through it in like a day. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, I have no idea where this like feeling comes from. Mm. But... I know because I've, I know, I know it will pass. So it's about just trying to work through it. Mm. But I do, I am like a real advocate for like therapy and I really, really rate it. And it is something that I'm going to, I've seen someone like way back and I thought they were really great just to talk about a couple of things. And um, I would actually like to see a therapist again because I think it's really great to have someone totally external to your situation just mm. to... Talk through things, and it's not about admitting that you you need help. Because I don't think you need to see a therapist if you really like need help. I think it's just good to to have that person there to help you process some things. And there's always, I mean, life throws so much at us, Mm. and so it's you don't. It's just you know, it's I think it's just a really worthwhile like exercise. You know, whether it's once a week, once a month, you know,
1: Mm, like part of our self care routine. Like you know, we train our bodies at the gym, don't we? So like, why not kind of give your mind a bit of attention too I think yeah. it's, it's a great thing so getting to endorphins which is something you're very familiar with with your amazing classes that you teach um yeah how how do you get yours flowing is it is it a spin class at called collective uh are there other ways that nothing beats to that it? feeling
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it. They just, it doesn't show will know too like yeah. you can't I don't know I the day I'm back on that I mean every single lockdown that's happened well, we're on number four or something now number three I'm like oh I the last glass and the tears like come um it's so emo just, it's so emotional and with just with your clients as well they invest time in you you're investing time with in them you're like on this incredible journey together and I know it sounds again probably like quite cringe but I love seeing like what it can make how it can make people feel you know and how it makes me feel just being up there on my bike and obviously it's my playlists I've created, but we're all in that together, and it's just—I don't know. When you're in there, just you just can't beat that high. I don't think. So yeah. that's that is one of my like number ones, and I cannot wait for the day when we open on the seventeenth of May and I get to teach my first class again.
1: Yeah, I bet. And your spin studios are—they're some of the most beautiful, I think, in in London, if not globally. Oh, like you. I love I love the design of the like the discs behind the one I'm thinking of is High Street Ken, where
0: you've yes. got all those kind
1: of amazing discs behind. It's like a real like an art installation almost. Um, you can see why people want to continually snap pictures of it because it's it's amazing. But it, it's the combination of the lights that kind of seem to kind of come up with you in the with the beat. It's all very synergistic, isn't it? And that is what gets you there to that amazing high, which... Yeah, I think everything's
0: for. designed to be quite emotive. You know, yeah. the dark lights, like I said, um, trying to leave your phone at the door um, and just... And being there for you and then, and you've got that sort of, you feel, you know, that, I think that's what you lack on Zoom and Zoom's been incredible, well, all these online platforms been incredible in terms of getting people moving throughout this pandemic, but you can't beat that in-person feeling where humans were meant to like, share emotion and share share that feeling. And so having that person next to you, like, really pushing hard, feeling their energy gives you more energy, gives you more life, you know. And then you've got the music, which, again, is super evocative. And, and the instructor, like, wanting you to do well, like, all that compounds to be something really, really special. Mm. And I think the same for all fitness classes have done well. It's, like, it's not – the core crux of it is obviously the – um class itself and the programming and what you get out of it but then everything on top of that makes it something really really epic
1: Mm. and like you said earlier people are living kind of cleaner healthier lifestyles and it it is a new way of kind of clubbing isn't it it's a kind of a a much healthier way to get your highs yeah it is a club (laughs) basically isn't it and it's the the same lights the music the beat and you're with there with your friends and you're all together I mean it's a very special environment actually that's no wonder why we come out with huge grins on our faces and we just want to keep keep going and it, it's just a much healthier than like yeah having having a kind of stimulant through an you know, alcohol which will wear off and make you feel really hungover and rubbish the next day these sorts of highs linger don't they and you don't get that yeah, and they down. also I
0: was talking about like serotonin things like alcohol like eats into that mm. you know and and the endorphin side of things and and exercise boosts it up so uh, for me I've actually eased off a lot of my drinking of late lockdown really fired it up to start with and then I was like <laughs> I think everybody was yeah. like where's, where's the rose where's the tequila <laughs> like what what can I get my hands on um but since then the more time I spend away from it the better I feel and of course I'm I am i not think I'll ever be totally sober but I haven't had a drink now in the last I think it's like three or four weeks and I feel great. You you get addicted as well, like to waking up feeling good. Mm. And you want to keep on that, on that sort of train track. And then as soon as you since you don't, you're like, oh, it gets less, less great for me, you know? Mm. And that feeling of like, yeah, like I said, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I've got a pounding headache. I feel unmotivated, which I I hate feeling. Because mm. I feel like I'm letting myself down. Again, it's, you know, I, you know, sometimes it's a bit like a bit intense. Mm. But um, you, you know, like I said I want to go out and experience life. I'm not really going to do that if I'm just like lying on my sofa on my third Dominoes of the day. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, I hear you. Um, but when you are enjoying a tipple, is it tequila your go-to?
0: Yes. Yeah. Hands down. It's like it's the win for me. Um, I got put onto it a couple of years ago. It's the only alcohol that's an upper. So, <laughs> um, and. And it contains antioxidants. I mean, I don't really know how that works quite in terms of your liver as well, but um, I do love a tequila. Um, tequila, soda, fresh lime, or just tequila on the rocks. And um, yeah, I mean, I say... I'm exploring the sober life. I also love a party. So I can't. Yeah. anyone listening to this will be like, oh, shut up, Eloise.
1: <laughs> Especially going to Newcastle Uni, I was also an <laughs> alumni from there. And everyone always goes, oh, you had a good time then. I'm like, yeah, i <laughs> got a degree too. But uh, it's mostly about. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Oh, my God. So do so you know. have the like three trebles for a fiver? Yes, at Flynn. <laughs> is it Flynn? Oh, my God, at Flynn! Yes. Yeah,
1: it oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. That is literally like, it was like lighter fluid I didn't know what it was but you go out with a fiver In fact, I go out with a tenner and come home with like two pounds change I
1: know one time a friend and I attempted to do it again and get another round and we just like lost
0: our minds oh my god the second the second set is that yeah (laughs)
1: It's funny because like the people going to uni now, like we, we've got a, a few girls that are working with us and they just don't have the same experience. Like some of them do. I don't think it's gone away completely, that binge culture, but it, uh, they're not as interested in
0: it. Are so they? I, this is such a valid point. I um, was talking to someone else the other day and they're like, no, we don't, we don't. I was like, what do you mean you're not going out six nights in a row? <laughs> like what? <Yeah. laughs> and that, that's what really upsets me now. It's always going back to like the hangover thing. Anyway, I'm saying is because my hangover has been so bad recently. That's why I sort of dialed it back. But I used to do six nights in the truck, no problem. Yeah. And it's amazing how you get, when you get older, you start to, it just, you don't have that bounce back rate. But it does, it is weird to see how, I mean, I suppose it's probably a good thing how that binge culture isn't there any longer. But that's literally, I mean, I'd go and buy two bottles of wine for a fiver and drink both.
1: Mm. no it's just what we did isn't it just the way it was yes. yeah just the way it was <laughs> yeah um so speaking about music uh so what what's on your playlist now what are some tunes guaranteed to get you fired up for a class
0: um so I have like a whole sort of huge wide array of like loves mm. um so you by sort of playlists are super collected depending on the day but in terms of just like Daily beats, I suppose, one of a better word. Um, I can't, you just can't beat Bicep for me, really. It's like my number one. Uh, if anyone puts on glue by Bicep, I'm just, <laughs> it's just sort of, it's probably synonymous with beat as like a track. The first time I heard them play, I was at Reading Festival a couple of years ago and walked into the tent and they were, they were playing and I just burst into floods of tears. And I, I hardly ever cry, well, apart from this last year. But, um, and everyone was like, oh my God, she's lost it. She's lost the plot. <laughs> and since then, it's just, I don't know what it does to me, but it, they're just, I just think they're, they're phenomenal. Um, otherwise just a tune that I'm loving at the moment, a techno track is called, um, Beyond the Horizon by Matchy. Um, and also Tale of Us. And sort of Afterlife Productions, they've got this sort of um, compilation at the moment called Unity 2, and I find that, like, sort of really takes you through a whole load of different emotions, um, mm. some sort of sombre moments and then some, like, really euphoric, so mm. that's really great to listen to. So you can find that on, um, on Spotify Nice, yeah. But, yeah, sort of in, in the process at the moment of um, putting together my sort of, or well, trying to start to find some tracks for... For the next sort of classes, um, coming back to the studio, as it were, because yeah, you run out of tracks really quickly when you're teaching cycle sort of five times a week. It's yeah. amazing how you think you've like completed Spotify.
1: Yeah, and it, that must feel pretty amazing, knowing that you're going to be opening your doors soon. Like how? I can't wait. Yeah. What is the comeback plan? Have you? Are you going to kind of do it slowly? Or are you going to... I can't remember what the date is that class, I think it's the 15th of May, isn't it? Where we can do classes again? 17th.
0: 17th of Literally May, Literally, yeah. like, imprinted on my heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. So, on the 12th, obviously... Not um, obviously, but on the 12th, we can... Um, well, gyms can open. So, I find... Not going to go down that route because I think everyone sort of knows my feeling on it, but I find it quite um, incredible that a gym can be open, but you can't run a group exercise class, particularly when I have full control over everyone's positioning, the social distancing, the weights used when it comes to classes, and you just don't have that in a regular gym setup. But anyway, well, on the 12th of April, we're going to be launching our like open gym sort of concept where people can come, they book a slot, train for an hour, and then leave and then well so you can use the like the main gym or the main studios and then you can also go and use any of our bikes and in our sort of cycle rooms there'll be on every hour like a playlist sort of running in terms of a cycle class that you can hit up but the real main thing we're working towards is the 17th of may when we can actually open again properly yeah. and that is a very long time coming but it'll be great when it happens and i think everyone's raring to get back into the gym or so i hope and like I said I know that the online situation has been great and it's been so cool to see everyone pivot and so much an offer out there but I do think it's like a an add-on to the in studio experience
1: yeah nice well I'm super excited just to see the world get back to normal again and just to be able to do these classes again because there's really nothing like it is there I mean a lot of people I know have bought the bikes at home and you know they're doing the the workouts but for me there's nothing like being back in a studio
0: I know and I really hope I think when people are back, they'll they'll see that. Like mm. it's like I said, it's been cool to see everyone move, but you can't push yourself by yourself at home. Like you never, you never are gonna get as good a workout. It's super easy to stop, to not be accountable, to something be distracting in the background that you need to go and answer the phone rings, someone comes mm. to the door, and then you're out of that sort of rhythm of that workout. And let's be honest, working on carpet sucks. Yeah, like it really <laughs> I just was doing it the other day and I end up just sort of like Falling over as you just slide along it
1: yeah oh i hear you all right so just to round off where can we find you on instagram and how can we book a class with you at core collective
0: um so just in terms of booking a class with me uh www.core-collective.co.uk just search by my name or i post my schedule every week on my instagram account and uh yeah just find me eloise nangle uh eloise with a silent h love
1: it thank you so much for your time it's been a real joy speaking to you if you have any questions about today's podcast please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com